0: Welcome to Bright Now, a podcast about parenting and educating talented kids, sponsored by the Johns Hopkins Center for Talented Youth. I'm your host, Jonathan Plucker, the Julian C. Stanley Endowed Professor of Talent Development at CTY and Johns Hopkins University. For our third and final episode this season on the college search process, we wanted to bring in the family perspective. Our first family is represented by Emily, a CTY student and high school senior, and her father, Russ. Uh, Emily, you're in the home stretch of your college admissions adventure. Uh, when did you first start thinking about the college search process?
1: Um, a few colleges visited my school um, starting the beginning of junior year, um, but I didn't really visit my first one um, until I think February of junior year.
0: And I, how how many of you visited over that time? Can you kind of walk us through what what <laughs> what your path was?
1: Um, I visited a lot. Like the first one, I remember. There were certain things I didn't like about it. I decided that I didn't want a technical school. You know, I wanted a university with bigger variety. Um, Yeah, and then I would just kind of look up. I knew I was interested in engineering, but I wanted to also be able to take um, other classes that I'm interested in, like English or music. So I would kind of find schools with that overlap um, Hmm. through research, and I visited schools that were nearby.
0: As you went through that process, Emily, who, who, who did you get advice from? I'm, I'm assuming you got advice from lots of people, right? Uh, like counselors, teachers, friends, family. How, how did how did that process work for you?
1: Yeah, um, I found my school guidance counselor. She's very nice, but um, wasn't as helpful because they have so many students to deal with. Um, we ended up hiring a private college counselor, which um, I think was really valuable. Just like it helped me with applying for not only applying for schools, but also finding more that I might not have thought of. Hmm.
0: Russ, what was the best piece of advice you and your wife received as you helped Emily through this process?
2: I I think using a a private counselor, which I was uh, initially uh, not very receptive to that idea, Um, not just because of the cost, although that was part of it, but also I felt like this, uh, I'm a, I, I like to think a reasonably intelligent person and I could o- sort of oversee and, uh, you know, work our way through the process, uh, just on my own, but that, that may be true on a, a sort of intellectual level, but I, I don't think, uh, we could have done it, uh, just on a emotional level or a, the family uh interaction level because just the emotions um we we brought into the process and the stress of it it was i think uh helpful helpful for us but most importantly helpful for emily to have um you know sort of a, a neutral third party a, as a resource right where she could be um, very honest and kind of take her time. And, and probably even she was more receptive to ideas that might come from her than she might have been from, from one of her parents. So sure. I think that was very helpful. I, I don't know if at the end of the day, we'll end up, um, at a school we wouldn't have found anyway, but I think it made, uh, the process slightly less stressful. Hmm.
0: Emily, what, what was the best thing you did when, uh, just throughout this entire process, searching for your options, working with the counselor, applying, um, and then the flip side of that, what, what what also do you think is the biggest mistake that you made?
1: Um, definitely talking to students on campus. Campus was really helpful because um, even like if you ask students who are giving the tours, they're... They're trying to sell you the school, um, but I ask questions like, "What's your least favorite thing?" Um, and kind of, I would ask my guidance counselor if she knew anyone at the school, or I would email or text students from my school who I knew were freshmen there, um, and kind of asking them like, "What the students were like," and getting it from a student perspective because it really helps you get a better sense of the school than if you ask like an adult or someone who works for the admissions office.
0: Those are all fantastic strategies. What, what, what about the biggest mistake looking back on this process now, now that you're near the end of it?
1: Um, I did feel like I got a late start, but I also like don't want to necessarily encourage students to start stressing about college as sophomores Hmm. because I've seen students doing that. And I think I would be more miserable if I would started doing that. Hmm. Um, so I think maybe just kind of be decisive, like think about what you like about your high school and kind of what kind of activities you would want to do maybe or be interested in. Um, At least kind of know, even if you don't know what you want to study, kind of know if you want to be far away or a big school, if a big school is intimidating to you, um, that will help narrow it down a lot and kind of decide um, later on if you like certain aspects of a school.
0: Russ, I'm interested from your parent perspective, how you see things on this issue. What's the best thing that your family did to help Emily? What sort of was a mistake you wish you could do over again?
2: I would echo her sentiments. Uh, I think w- I would always reach out to uh, friends and, and uh, acquaintances to see if we knew any students at the school and it was very helpful to just get together with them uh, in some cases they were uh, kids we ha- had never met and you know were were only new through our network of friends um, and and they could really give us uh, in, a, in a much more casual setting grabbing a cup of coffee in the cafeteria or or dining area to get some insight into what they liked about the school and what they didn't and how the Workload was, and just a lot of insight that you wouldn't necessarily get on on the tour or from uh, the admi- admission folks.
0: I, in biggest mistake, is there something you wish you could take back, or has it all basically worked out like like you and your family expected?
2: Uh, my biggest regret is that we didn't start the process sooner, and that's the advice I try to give um, to people. Uh, who, who asked me about it. And, and by start the process, I don't necessarily mean a, a formal college search process because I think Emily's comments were were absolutely correct that you don't want to get... Uh, it's, a, it's such a long and stressful process. You don't want to start it any sooner than you have to. But I do uh, wish we had looked at some schools earlier in the process. And I tell people now that whenever you are even driving by a college or university, just drive onto campus, take a tour. It doesn't have to be uh, something where you're, you're doing a um, in-depth investigation of that school, but just the more campuses you can get on, I think the better and you can get a feel for what uh, you or your, your uh, student would like or not like in a school. And we had, I had been afraid of uh, looking at schools that that uh, maybe Emily might not get into, or having her fall in love with the school that she might not ultimately get admitted to, and so and I felt like we didn't have enough data uh, in our in her sophomore year to to determine what school she might be a candidate for. But uh, that was uh, a, a mistake on our part, and I think we would have been better served just. Again, that is throughout uh, the year, or it's just in in traveling, or even schools near us, in, in looking at campuses and, and getting on a college campus and seeing what a a big school looks like, a small school, a rural school, suburban, uh, urban, and just being able to get some parameters uh, for what might be a good fit for your child, and and your yourself. Uh,
0: this has all been fantastic advice. I I do wonder if you guys are like, um, my family because my daughter is also Emily's age. Uh, and, uh, we are likewise going through a very similar process. Um, I'm wondering if you guys have done enough tours at this point that you can give the sort of the standard, uh, welcome to campus speech at this point in the end, how many did you visit? How many campuses did you visit?
1: Uh, more than I can count. I don't know twenty. Wow.
0: Maybe
2: fifteen.
1: Yeah, that's a, 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 a lot.
2: A lot. And in in some respects, just having, uh, you know, and follow up to what I said earlier. I I think um, even even if you're not going to do a tour, because you're right, they 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 all they all sound the same. Um, but just getting onto campuses and and seeing what they look like and thinking about distance and size and and getting some sense for that a little earlier in the process for us would have been helpful.
1: Yeah. One more thing I found really helpful also um, that was a piece of advice was I took pictures and I took notes at the college campuses. Mm -hmm. So during um, the tour, during the information session, I would take notes on my phone or you could take it on a piece of paper, like different programs or even just school traditions um, that interested me or like. Um, whether students could, you know, do engineering and also take classes in a completely other subject, you know, in like the humanities.
0: This has all been super helpful. Uh, thank you both. You've shared lots of really smart advice. Um, uh, and Emily, I mean, it's pretty much decision time. Uh, do you know <laughs> where you're going next year after all this work?
1: Um. Well, I've heard from everyone, I think by this Saturday, actually. Um. So of the ones I've heard back from, I think Uh, University of Maryland is definitely in uh, the top handful.
0: Oh, very exciting. And uh, you've visited there recently, right, for an admitted students' day?
1: Yeah, I actually um, wouldn't have applied if it weren't for the private counselor recommended it. And I hadn't even visited before I applied. But um, when I visited it, I really liked, um, there are a lot of, like, I would have joined Club Field Hockey. um, And the engineering program was really great and it got me excited for some of the freshman classes I'd be taking. Um, and I got to meet a couple students and professors.
0: Very good. Good luck with everything with your uh, final decision, Emily, and certainly we all hope you have a really good college experience. And thank you both for uh, joining us today on Bright Now.
2: Thank you. Thanks very much, Jonathan.
0: Our second family this week is represented by David Alejandrino, a CTY student in his second year at UCLA majoring in economics. David's parents, Joel and Marie, couldn't join us today, but I have corresponded with them and will work their comments into our conversation. David, welcome to Bright Now.
3: Hi, Jonathan. It's nice to be here.
0: David, you're a uh, CTY scholar. It may help listeners if you just give a brief description of the uh, CTY Scholars Program and how you were involved with it.
3: Yeah. So um, I was involved with CTY ever since um, I was about 11 or 12 years old. So that's still um, during middle school. Uh, and CTY Scholars is basically this um, four-year scholarship and advising program that's offered to or offered lower income students involved with CTY um, to apply and, and be a part of this scholarship program. Um, and so I applied at the end of my uh, eighth grade year. And I ended up getting in. And basically what it offers is um, free they, they pay for your CTY summer program um, for two years, which helps you um, excel in your academic growth and, and be exposed to, to different people and different ideas. Um, in addition, throughout my four years of high school, I would have these um, meetings twice or, or three times a year with a CTY scholars advisor, and they would basically um, help guide us throughout our high school. and. Um, college admissions process.
0: When did you first start thinking about the college search process?
3: Yeah, so I actually have two older brothers, one of them being three years older and the other one being four years older. Um, So since um, they were in high school while I was still in middle school and my dad had them, you know, already thinking about college and and applying for college, um, when they would go on campus tours, my dad would kind of just bring me along, which is really cool. And so I was kind of exposed um, ever since middle school.
0: Um, did you get advice from others uh, about about how to go through the college search process? I mean It's very clear that your family was involved. Your parents talked about that to me. Um, but were there other people that you sort of sought information from?
3: Yeah, I would say the main people would really be um, having older brothers who basically went through the whole process themselves and were able to um, give me guidance uh, regarding the college process. And then also my C2I Scholars advisor, Karina, who r- was really able to offer me a lot of advice and guidance.
0: Right, what was the best thing? I mean, you, you have you have two years um, since you got into college now, right? And so you, you have some added perspective that, say, today's high school seniors um, who are making their decisions um, as we're speaking here today... They don't really have that perspective. I, so, if you look back those two to two to three years, um, what, what was the best thing you did when you were looking uh, looking for and applying to colleges?
3: The most general or the most common piece of advice I heard from people was was to try and find the college of of best fit for you. And as appealing as that sounds, I think um, the best thing I heard from someone was actually from a student at Pomona College. So part of the, the five Claremont schools. Um, and he talked about, it's not so much it being about a college of best fit, but more so knowing and having faith in yourself that you will adjust to to wherever you end up. And I think having that in mind really provided me with ease and reassurance that, you know, I was gonna try my best to apply to colleges that I wanted to go to, but I wasn't gonna be too hard on myself about not getting into one school or or another school and instead making the most of like wherever I did end up going
0: to there's no such thing as a perfect fit right and uh, I just loved your comment there because it's about yeah you know find the best fit you can uh, but in the end uh, life does not fit itself to your needs right you have to fit your needs to life and um, you you have some agency here and you have some you have some control over it so um, if it doesn't fit perfectly and nothing does that doesn't mean that you don't go out there and try to conquer the world with that experience, right? Exactly. What, what, what do you What do you think the biggest mistake you made was looking back in the college search process? Does anything stand out as something you wish you had done differently?
3: I think. I think especially living in California, I'm um, I'm I'm surrounded by peers who are so focused in on only applying to um, UC schools. So although I did definitely apply to a few out of states, I think um, it's definitely important for, for anyone to really just um, do a thorough uh, college research process and, and consider all schools, not just the ones in your state. Um, and I think that's something that I definitely could have done
0: more of. Your dad uh, wrote to me and said that he, he, this wasn't a mistake, but it's just it, it was just a bit of perspective he had about uh, the process. And um, he said that it, it it's so much work to apply for college, that for a busy student like yourself with your schoolwork, with your many activities... That it's really easy for parents to uh, forget that applying for college, the whole college search process, really is like a whole extra class you're taking on top of everything else. And that it's just a lot of added work during a very busy time of a young person's life. Does that does that resonate with you at all? Like when you were going through it, did you say to yourself, man, this is so much extra work on top of what I'm already doing?
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think I can pretty much vividly remember that time during senior year Um, it really is a lot of work because like uh, I've always been the type of person to really like chase off opportunity and so when I was applying for college I was applying um, for the UC app and I was applying to the common app and I was also applying to um, this full-ride scholarship offered to low-income students called QuestBridge Um, and so having three different apps to worry about with like three different deadlines, um, it definitely was a lot, um, required a lot of writing and like coming up with ideas to answer the prompts. Um, and I think I was able to manage it, but definitely I think if I was able to maybe start a little bit earlier on everything, um, it could have saved me some stress.
0: Hmm. I so. How has your perspective changed on everything that you've gone through um, or or that you went through now that you're two years into college, you know, at the end of your second year? Does it look differently to you? Does it feel like it was a million years ago? I How how, how has your thinking changed about it?
3: It actually does feel like it was a long time ago, but um, both last year around this time and, and, and now this year, whenever I hear about um, seniors, like, getting accepted and, and, and deciding where to go. It, it definitely brings me back to that time in my life. Um, and in terms of my perspective, um, yeah, it just it just reminds me that, you know, when you're a senior and, and you get into like these really good schools, like, you know, I go to UCLA. So UCLA, for example, you get, you get really excited and you think that like once you're in like, like your life is set. Um, but then now, you know, this being my second year at, at UCLA, Um, It kind of, it it puts you into, snaps you back into reality that even though you you may attend this really like top tier school, um, it just means you have to work even harder to really not just feel like you've truly earned your place, but to also work towards that success that you want um, in, in the long term.
0: If you could recommend just one thing to families that are just starting this process, looking for colleges, applying, is, is there like one piece of advice that you would give them?
3: Yeah, definitely. I would say in high school, um, so many students are they, – they receive a lot of pressure from, from parents and from peers and, and definitely from themselves to try and be the perfect student um, because when you – when you hear about college, the college application process, you always hear that you need to um, be. Uh, it, it's a holistic application where they're going to look at every single area of, of your life, your academics, your your extracurriculars, your, your leadership. Um, and so there is naturally a lot of pressure to try and be the perfect student. And so people, students will tend to stress th- themselves out a lot by joining as many clubs as they can and and you know like i think it's important to stop and think about like still making high school an enjoyable experience and yes it's good to get involved but rather than just joining what you think would look good on a college application instead joining joining things that really have more more purpose to you and, and bring you happiness um so for me that was like joining um a service club at my school that wasn't just service. It had like service and, 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 and spirit um, and a lot of like social aspect integrated with it. And then also being very involved with with dance in my high school. And so I think naturally, if if you join the things that mean a lot to you, then you'll feel like you want to give back and, you know, naturally move up in the ranks over the years um, and then hopefully become the leader that, that that you really want to be for those, for those spaces. And if not a leader, I mean, just, just being involved with, with the things that bring you joy, that's, that's what allows you to later on write more passionately about them when you're applying to colleges.
0: That's great. Thanks for that advice, David. Your parents are certainly proud of you, uh, and they told me that you're awesome. That's a direct quote. He's awesome. Uh, and everyone at CTY is certainly proud of all of your success. Uh, thank you for being on Bright Now with us today.
3: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: That's today's episode. Today, we heard from two families about their experiences on the college search and admissions process with some similarities and some differences between their sets of personal experiences. I hope you found their stories to be helpful. A big thank you to both Emily's family and David's family for their willingness to share their experiences with you. That's it for this episode of Right Now. Tell us what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes by emailing your suggestions to brightnowpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy Bright Now, support us by sharing the podcast with friends on social media, and be sure to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Bright Now is produced by Jonathan Plucker, Tracy Guerin, and Tricia Schellenbach. Audio production by Iris Starkangelo and the team at Clean Cuts, a three C's company. Our score was written by Austin Coughlin from Noise Distillery. Special thanks to CTY's Interim Executive Director, Amy Shelton. Bright Now is underwritten by the Johns Hopkins Center for Talented Youth, a nonprofit dedicated to identifying and developing the talents of academically advanced students worldwide. Find us on the web at cty.jhu.edu and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.